All right, good morning or good afternoon, everyone. Today is Tuesday. Let's see here. Tuesday, April 6, 2021. And we do have a fair amount to report today from all around the world. A lot of it is COVID related. And I noticed when it's COVID related, it generally means that there's nothing else really going on, at least at a public level. But I tried to get as much uh, as much information and uh, reporting as I could that doesn't have to do with COVID, but it will be brought up. So let's uh, let's jump into it. So first off, um, AOC, Alexandria Ocasio, I can't talk today. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez has been found to be the least effective person in Congress, according to a study done by Vanderbilt University. Now, what's interesting is that Anderson Cooper technically speaking that's his mother like that's he has a direct bloodline to the Vanderbilt family so I mean I say that because it's ironic you know what I mean as much as CNN pushes the whole progressive thing and stuff the whole debate is this about AOC and the progressives and the the defense to that will be well you know they're she's the least effective her and her team and you know the 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 progressive squad they're the least effective because no one wants to agree with them or move forward on stuff with them I can understand that because let's look at all the angles here. Let's not just say, oh, she's the least effective. The study's been done. That's it, right? Let's look at one side of it. One side of it is very simple. People don't want to work with her or they don't like her ideas or what have you. Now, you're telling me that with all the the protesting and the rallying that she does with all the Twitter, Twitter followers she has, excuse me, she can't you know, put together a decent amount of congressmen and congresswomen to push through some stuff that she's really pushing for. Now... The, the reason why I say that is this, not to harp on this, but she had the opportunity to do this with force to vote back with uh, a few months ago with Jimmy Dore and all that. She had the opportunity, AOC and five other progressive uh, members of Congress had the ability to do force the vote, which would have made Nancy Pelosi put a bill on the floor to pass minimum wage, $15 minimum wage, as well as, from my understanding, Medicare for all. With that being said, long story short, guys, I'm not trying to harp on this, but she caved. AOC and her team didn't end up voting for this bill because it would have put Pelosi in a position of maybe not winning her uh, seat as Speaker of the House again. And basically, let's be realistic of what happened here. AOC doesn't want to ruffle the feathers. She doesn't want real change. And it's unfortunate to say because I would not have said this until force the vote happened when i saw that happen guys and if you don't know what that is just look up hashtag force the vote she basically had the opportunity her and her entire team of progressives to have medicare for all and 15 dollars minimum wage in the latest covid relief bill and pass it but no it didn't work and then what happened was that biden then said oh well we have to stick to the advice of the parliamentarian it's a bunch of bs the progressives like aoc didn't want to ruffle the feathers because they knew that pelosi was going to ruin her career if they did right and for even though you know she's this big um celebrity like oh she helped raise you know a million dollars in texas excuse me she helped raise a million dollars in texas or whatever for the the people from that are not doing well there in that state that's great i'm serious that is genuinely good but for me it's not about republican or democrat helping you should always be helping other people the point in general though is that if you're going to do this if you're going to become a congresswoman don't just harp on the fact that you're a celebrity now basically she's a celebrity even outside of politics it doesn't matter how many things you've tried to push through that don't get pushed through you had the opportunity to actually make a difference for the people now i'm not saying that medicare for all or 15 dollars minimum wage would have you know helped everyone and I'm, I'm all for it what i'm trying to say is that if she wanted to make change she had the chance and she didn't 
So her being, you know, her this study, you know, that found that she was the least effective, I, I'm not going to lie, I have no problem with that. I understand the other side of it, but she had her opportunity to actually make a difference, and she caved in, and she got pressured by Pelosi and Chuck Schumer and the establishment to basically go, quiet, quiet, you know what I mean? Like, don't do anything. So, anyways, the next thing is that Health Canada has issued an advisory warning against some masks containing graphene within them. Yeah. That's that's true. That's true. It's and they're, and they're telling because I live in Canada. They're telling us to double up on the masks with that kind of stuff in there. No chance. Right. The next thing is that Biden's team has been proven and I'm surprised CNN even called this out. They basically over exaggerated their infrastructure plan by a lot. They said that 19 million jobs were going to be produced from this in infrastructure plan. Not even close. Not even close. Now you can call it whatever you want. Um, you know, truthful hyperbole, sensationalism, exaggeration. You can call it whatever you like. Let's call a spade a spade here, right? They basically lied. And the media, they... I don't know. They they called them out, but they didn't because they do it in like if this had been Trump's administration, my gosh, this would have been the story for for days and days. And even you know, it's bad when even progressives on the far left have to admit this as well, that the media, the mainstream media is not fair. So, again, whatever. The next thing is that Mitch McConnell is warning big businesses who are uh, making their voices heard regarding the new vo uh, Georgia voting law, you know, the MLB, uh, Delta Airlines, things like this. And he, Mitch McConnell is warning these companies of, quote, serious consequences if they continue to do this. Look, it's not even about the voting bill. It's now become a chess game. That's the way that I see it, okay? And I'm not trying to tell you guys that's the way it is. That's the way that I personally perceive it. It's become, they're not even arguing anymore. Uh, the Republicans and these corporations and these big companies, they're not even arguing about the, the principle of the bill. That's what these corporations are doing. They're, they're pretending to do that. And I know this is terrible. I'm sure there are some corporations. Well, actually, I don't know, but I'm sure I'll give some corporations the benefit of the doubt in terms of, you know, they fundamentally disagree with this Georgia voting law. But the, the point I'm trying to make here is this. When you look at the bigger picture, it seems like regardless of what type of bill this was, these corporations are using this law to or this bill and this controversy to gain leverage from a strategic perspective. You know, OK, fine. They'll say to the, the Republicans in Georgia and the, and the politicians in Georgia, you want us to come back? You want to have, you know, baseball games in there? OK, uh, you know, revert that bill, that voting bill, because it, it'll look good for, for us. But on, but more importantly, drop the taxes, drop this, drop that. It's a chess game, guys. It's unfortunate that the 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 pawn that is being used here is that of a, a voting rights bill having to do with people of color. It is unfortunate, but that's the reality. Now, of course, I'm sure there are some that work within these corporations that might in fact you know actually believe in voting rights for people of color as do i i think color should not matter whatsoever but again look when you, we really step back and look at all of it they're they're doing they're using this as leverage and that's why mitch mcconnell knows that he's not dumb right he, he might not be the the you know the i guess we could say the the most morally and best intentioned politician in the world but he's not dumb we got to admit that the next thing is that Representative Al C. Hastings has died at 84. He was a congressman who was uh, re-elected 15 times, so basically served 15 terms in his uh, seat in Florida. I mean, look, I, 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 I wish him the best. Seriously, uh, may he rest in peace. I don't know enough about him to make any commentary beyond that. Anyone who passes away or what have you, I, I wish them well, generally speaking, unless you're, you know, like Hitler or Stalin or something, but you know what I mean. The next thing is that 
the U.S. Air Force was set to test launch, test launch, excuse me, ultra-fast hypersonic missiles, which allegedly uh, didn't really work. So they were supposed to be taken off from like a B-52 launch platform, allegedly, and it didn't end up happening. So it failed, and the Navy admitted that it failed. I can't help but think sometimes, guys, this is a bit of a distraction as part of a an intelligence psyop. I'm sure there are some experiments that legitimately fail. I mean, nothing is perfect, right? But I, I can't help but think this has to do with something bigger. This has to do with, you know, trying to just justify that, look, oh, the military's doing something on the front end because on the back end we really know what's happening as we talk about in our afternoon episodes. Or I can't also help but think maybe this is part of a um, an intelligence uh, apparatus that is being used to create this headline to send a message to another country. It happens all the time. The intelligence communities that will go to publications like the Washington Post and say, hey, you know, we're going to give you this story. And the, the people, the journalists at the Washington Post, for example because this has happened to them before in the last uh, year or so, they'll feel like they're getting a great scoop, a great story. The story's a lie. And then when they find out later that they've been used by the CIA, they then go, oh, shit. You know? So then what ends up happening is they have to, uh, they retract it very quietly. So, and I would dare to argue there's more control than that within the intelligence community on the mainstream media, but that's just a, a quote-unquote, you know, realistic example for, for those who may not, you know... Uh, subscribe to the extended belief of how deep the corruption really goes right the next thing is that 113 people died in indonesia and east timor due to unexpected flash floods <sighs> it look it, when it's a natural disaster there's nothing I, we can all say except for it's it's terrible it's unfortunate right uh, the next thing is that Australia uh, to New Zealand travel bubble has launched. Basically, if you want to go from Australia to New Zealand or vice versa or New Zealand to Australia, you can go because of how low the alleged numbers of uh, of COVID cases uh, there are. Apparently, like New Zealand is having parties again and raves and stuff like that. I mean, listen, assuming the virus is real and they've contained it, then they did a good job. And it's as simple as that. I don't know what else to say, right? If they did a good job and uh, and the virus is legitimate, and I have to say that for the reasons of YouTube, and, uh, you know, we have to look at that. And um, I, I would dare to argue that, look, if, if they feel that these travel little bubble chambers, if you will, from certain countries, one to another is valid, let them do it. I, I, don't, I don't see the problem, right? Especially if you live in Australia or New Zealand, there may still be restrictions, and I've never, uh, I've never been, so I don't want to say for, because I know there are a handful of of you that watch that are from Australia and New Zealand and so I don't know what the restrictions are like there at this particular time but it, at least it seems like within the western media folks it seems like uh, you guys are doing much better than we are so <laughs> that's what they make it seem like anyways uh, the next thing is that a 4,000 year old slab was found to be the oldest 3d map uh, found in Europe so far no, I think they found stuff worth, uh, not worth, sorry, that are hundred predate to hundreds of millions of years back. I just think that it hasn't been publicized. So the next thing is that North Korea is dropping out of the Olympics out of fear of uh, COVID, according to them. Well, I mean, sure, I guess. I mean, North Korea has always kind of done their own thing. So, yeah. Uh, the next thing is that the EU uh, approved a bailout for Air France. Again, these airlines, I... I I'm interested to see the business of airlines in terms of the, the profits they actually turn relative to the, the rates in which they charge people, even pre-COVID, post-COVID, whatever. I'm curious to understand the airline business overall because I'm sure many of you understand it. Those watching or listening may, in fact, understand it far better than myself, and, um, and I'd love to get your opinion if you're on YouTube because... 
I don't like do these airlines do they ever make money because they, they constantly seem to be uh, getting bailed out by the uh, by, by governments all over the world. I'm talking, you know, in the West, in Europe, you name it. So, like, do these guys even, like, make that much money relative to their costs and all that? Like, I I'm serious. I'm, I'm genuinely asking that. Um, the next thing is that the U.S. Supreme Court ruled in favor of Google in the world's largest programming copyright case so far. And um, Justice, I think Clarence Thomas, uh, the African-American general, uh, gentleman justice, he had said that let me think. Uh, what, he said that the U.S. Supreme Court may have no choice but to step in on the um, the technocratic censorship. He didn't say it like that, but he basically said it's seeming like it's getting so diverse and controversial, this type of censorship, that the Supreme Court may have to eventually step in. And I, I agree with him to a large extent because sometimes, look, at the end of the day, if these companies like Twitter and Facebook can keep doing what they want with with, you know, zero control or zero restrictions or any type of regulation with regards to censorship. I mean, look, okay, taxes is one thing in terms of them being able to get away with taxes because every corporation since like the 70s or the 80s have been dodging taxes big league from my, from my understanding. But in terms of the actual, you know, the concept of them being able to do whatever they want, I... We can argue that they always did, generally, but I think with technology, it's only empowered that even more with the censorship, and everybody sees that. I mean, if I could just say very quickly, I, w I think, guys, between us, I think that I YouTube's been removing subscribers from my page, because I'd be at, like, 15,250, then the next day I'd be at, like, just over 15,000. I'd lose, like, 200 subscribers in a day and a half, so the people that just subscribed, and I'm not trying to complain, I'm just trying to give an idea, like, the people that just subscribed what are the odds that give or take 200 people subscribed and then you know 12 hours later they all said oh i'm gonna unsubscribe i mean it's possible i'm not trying to blame youtube but something is definitely fishy i could see some some stuff on the back end and that's what i'm saying like if it's gonna affect even you know smaller channels like myself i think the supreme court should step in and even though you might be saying dave you know you live in canada this and that well listen whatever happens in the u.s canada generally follows and if, you know, Facebook and Twitter, they're run out of the U.S., they will adjust their censorship to that of, you know, generally speaking, the U.S. Because I, I've always said it, Canada is a, is a very loose but tight extension of the U.S. in many different ways. So hopefully um, the Supreme Court will step in and take an appropriate stance. But anyways, we'll, we'll see what happens there. Uh, the next thing is that an, a European Union regulator has said that there's way too many concerns for blood clotting to not be linked to AstraZeneca vaccine. In other words, there's concerns. And yeah, they have to watch their words because, you know, uh, enough people will say, oh, look, it's bad. It's bad. And seriously, though, I mean, it might in fact actually be. Let's call it like it is. Right. That's the whole point of this segment of the of the show. Um, if, if we don't call it like it is, then we'd be no different than uh, than CNN or MSNBC or whatever. Right. So ultimately, I think that it's people that I've spoken to in the U.S. and all around the world have told me that they have opted for the Johnson and Johnson vaccine. If they even decided to go and take it, they've opted for the uh, for the Pfizer vaccine. A lot of people are ignoring the AstraZeneca one uh, and purposefully ignoring it uh, for those that have decided to take it. I mean, look, I'm I, like I said, everyone by now who has followed me for even a half decent amount of time knows that I'm not going to I don't plan to take it whatsoever. So uh, the next thing is that Texas Governor Greg Abbott has issued an executive order banning the use of vaccine passports. I I'm, I'm very personally, in my humble opinion, I'm very much in favor of that. I think that if an airline is going to require a vaccine passport, uh, I'm not 
I'm not a fan of that personally, in my humble opinion. Uh, the next thing is that, well, let me just get this COVID stuff out of the way. But uh, the people in Serbia are doubting the vaccine so much that they have all these vaccines ready and nobody wants to take them. And that's what I was saying. That's what I was just saying, as a matter of fact. So, I mean, you see what's happening, right? Florida says no vaccine passports. Texas says no vaccine passports. Then we look at, uh, at Serbia there and nobody wants to take it. It's and, and it look, I, I can understand that there's a lot of here's the thing. Let's just assume for a second the virus is real. And this is going to be my final thing on this before I carry on. You know how they say, for example, we we're reading and we're being told, yes, but the likelihood of you getting a rash or you getting any serious side effects is very low. OK, but let's just say, you know, for the sake of numbers, let's make it a, a nice even number. A million people are vaccinated and, you know, 10,000 out of those one million, which I is is one percent if I, I understand correct if my math is right um ten thousand out of those one million people are having problems doesn't matter what age young gold whatever as we've seen as we've seen to be the case right and we've seen to be covered up as well too do you really want to take the chance of being you know one of those ten thousand people possibly now don't get me wrong mathematically speaking it's very unlikely but you really want to take that chance. And I'm not trying to convince you to, to lean one way or the other. I'm just saying this is where I come from in my way of thinking, honestly. I, I see that it's actually having more side effects on younger people than older. And look, assuming the virus is real, for those that say, well, Dave, you know, what do you think about older people getting the vaccine? If there's, you know, nanotech in it or tracking chips or, you know, it could be activated by some direct energy weapon or something like this. I would say, assuming, again, this is a big if, assuming the virus is legitimate, I would say if you're a much older person and you want to take it for your own health, I mean, this is a terrible thing to say, but I'm going to say it. You don't have that much longer to live. And if you don't really care about, you know, there being nanotech or a type of kill switch within the actual vaccine itself, which is very possible, then 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 I guess take it. If, if it helps you feel better and reassures you, and again, this is assuming the virus is legitimate, then take it. And I'm serious about that because, I mean, let's be totally real. If you're in your 80s, like, I mean, it's it's sad, but it's true. How much longer do you think you really have? So if you feel that it's going to make you feel safer and it reassures you or it's more of a, a mental thing, then go for it, right? But if there's, I would, I mean, in my humble opinion, someone in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, even 60s, I, I would be vigilant. That's all I would say. But anyways, the next thing is that there are nuclear talks between Iran and world powers that are under play, underway right now. The way I see it is this. This is the U.S. pulling the strings from other countries around the world, specifically NATO countries and what have you, to have alignments and conversations with uh, with Iran to reimburse themselves into the Iran nuclear deal. And I guess it. I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that, um, and I'm saying this very carefully because I don't want to be misconstrued or misunderstood, I think the U.S. doesn't want to appear to approach Iran again. You know, Obama approached them with the nuclear deal in 20... Um, 13 or 14 if i'm not mistaken and uh or maybe earlier than that but the deal was solidified in 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 14 or 15 if if i understand correctly and look they're just basically saying okay this time around may in fact work better for a much larger coalition of countries to come together and the u.s is pretending to take a step back but we all know who's really pulling the strings it's the most of the time it's the u.s generally speaking right with that being said though for those that want my opinion 
I'm not a fan of the Iran nuclear deal. And I've said this many times. They can sign all the fancy papers they want. They can put everything, you know, they can put the, the ink could dry on the paper and, you know, metaphorically and literally. And still, they're still going to make nuclear weapons. Like, let's be real. Now, I understand the tension that Iran has, not just with the U.S., but with the West and other countries around the world for many different reasons over many different years. I understand that. But unless everyone within Iran is willing or the government, the regime within Iran, excuse me, is willing to start fresh like truly a clean slate it's going to be tough it's going to be tough so again i'm uh, i must say i'm uh, i'm with netanyahu on this one with regards to being a pessimist and a realist with the iran nuclear deal so the next thing is that uh, philippines uh, has warned china of un- of quote unwanted hostilities in a sea dispute so apparently China's advancing in ways that the Philippines doesn't like. And again, look at who the Philippines is aligned with. That is where they're getting their, I mean, no disrespect to the, the, the people of the Philippines. But let's be real here. The Philippines is not a powerhouse of the world. Just like I live in Canada. Canada is not a powerhouse. We are only like, we, we never get touched just because of who our neighbors are, right? So unfortunately, let's be let's be real here. The, look at who the Philippines is aligned with. That's who their their backers are in that statement there. Like, I mean, I know the Philippines and China have had a thing in the past, but let's be real as to, you know, if the Philippines is going to make a statement like that on the back end, privately, in secret, they're usually pretty confident to do things with the backing of other countries first, right? So let just that's uh, that's all I'll say about that. The next thing is that Russia is ramping up its military in an unprecedented fashion, focusing its efforts on Ukraine. Um, look, he Putin is, is doing what he wants to do. Um, there have been many in the intelligence world that have speculated when he went to the um, Siberian taiga a few weekends ago. It was, you know, they do the photo shoots of Putin and they, you know, make him look tough and all that. It's, you know, many argue it's propaganda photo shoots, but of course it is, right? I mean, it's, and the thing too is that allegedly uh, many intelligence officials are saying that those pictures were meant to kind of send a message to who I don't know, but I'll tell you right now, he's, um, I, maybe some of you can actually help me figure this out. I'm really trying to understand his play, his grand scheme, his play with with uh, ramping up military presence in um, on the Ukraine border there because I'm curious and and I know this is a terrible thing to say because innocent people may die and that's very unfortunate. It really is and that should not be overlooked by any stretch of the imagination, but sadly, very sadly, that is the way the world works. Innocent people are just knocked over like pawns on a chessboard, not even pawns, and it's so sad because ultimately it's all about, you know, the king, the bishop, the queen, you know, like the the metaphorical larger chess pieces, uh, so to speak. So it'll be interesting. And well, interesting. It'll be sad for the innocent people that die. Hopefully, n- none do, you know, knock on wood. But at the same time, too, in the grand scheme of things, the political play here that Putin's making, I'm curious to see what's going on. Uh, the next thing is that the Mexican president says that he will not be getting the COVID vaccine because when he caught it from before, his doctors tell him he has antibodies in his system. Look, whether or not this is a, a, a secret thing or a private thing, I think that ultimately there's a reason why he's not taking it. And I think the antibody thing is of course, a cover. There may be things that he's heard in the whispering among the elites of the world, so to speak, that doubt the vaccine. Who knows? Who knows, right? The next thing is that Argentina's president has caught COVID. Okay, uh, moving on. The next thing is that the Italian prime minister has urged Libya to maintain ceasefire. Okay, so it's interesting with Libya, you know, Tripoli and, uh, and all that stuff. 
these politicians can say whatever they want, but whatever's going to happen will happen. These, these are just optic statements. Like these are statements just for looks. This is not for anything legitimate or anything of substance. Sometimes, you know, political statements for optics could make a change on the back end because of how things need to be perceived in general. But this is nothing like I, I view this the same way the European leaders told Putin to let Navalny go. He doesn't care. He didn't. So again, if the Hopefully there uh, remains to be a ceasefire in Libya, but if there isn't, I'm, I'm, not, I'm pretty sure they're not going to say, oh, well, the Italian prime minister called for us, so we should all step down. Like, we should all chill the hell out. I, I doubt that. Unless I'm totally missing something on this, but I doubt that. The next thing is, or the final thing, excuse me, is that Greenland's snap election is being watched closely because whoever wins um, will basically have the... the the control over what is to be done with some of the rare earth minerals there because it is a snap election because one party is saying that these rare earth minerals from Greenland should in fact be mined for, you know, for, for profits and for trade and for things like this for business. And the other side of the, the other political party there, which I don't know the name, uh, pardon me for that, is basically saying, we don't know what these rare earth minerals might turn up in terms of toxins and things like this and how it might affect the people. And there's much more than that too as well, right? It has to do with affecting certain parts of the Arctic and you name it. So it's little elections like this because it's not a massive election. I think it's only 56,000 people voting if I'm not mistaken. But And I could be wrong in that, but I think that's the number. It's, it's small elections like this ca- that can really make a difference too, right? And it's interesting because if we look at, you know, the fact that it affects the Arctic, not Antarctica, but the Arctic, we'll see there in the afternoon episodes too that some of that is in fact affected. And it would be interesting to see if among these 56,000 um, uh, Greenlandians, and hopefully I, I've, that's, that's a thing, uh, these 56,000 people living there, how many of them may in fact actually be extraterrestrials i'm sure not too many of them but it'd be cool to see if there were a handful walking amongst them right because that would be the perfect place to kind of blend in but also stay isolated and stay away from the hustle and bustle of major major uh, metropolitan cities and what have you right so anyways that's it for today i hope all of you uh, enjoyed this episode i hope everyone caught up on the on the news because of this excuse my blabbering in the beginning and uh and we'll catch you guys later cheers